0: episode 310 of the biz talk with bill roy podcast the wichita business journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people places companies organizations and issues that are important to wichita's business community i'm editor kirk seminot we recently recognized the best of wichita real estate with the 2023 real estate awards You can find that coverage in last week's Business Journal and online. But in episode 310, I talked with Grant Glasgow, president of NAI Martins in Wichita. The commercial real estate firm was a multiple winner at the Real Estate Awards, and I wanted to talk with Grant about the state of commercial real estate in these uncertain economic times, and also about some projects Martins Martins is involved with around the area. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is our Business Startup Guide. It's 16 pages of tips, tricks, advice, and resources for any Wichitan thinking about starting a business. Learn from small business owners about what was key to their early success, and hear from key players in Wichita startups about what they think is important to remember. The Business Startup Guide begins on page 11. This week's list is independent insurance agencies. See how they rank by size and see what they have to offer their clients. The list is on page eight. Part of our mission is to help small and medium sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 32. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. It's great to have Grant Glasgow on this week's BizTalk podcast. Grant is president of NAI Martins, one of Wichita's top commercial real estate firms, and the firm that took home much of the hardware at our recent 2023 real estate awards that recognized the best of commercial real estate in 2022. Grant, thanks for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me today, Kurt.
0: From the number of awards you all at Martins took home, it's clear that 2022 was a pretty good year for the company. Can you talk about last year and then we'll pivot to 2023?
1: Sure. Uh, 2022 was was an incredible year for the company. Uh, Going back to 2021 was a record year for our company. And coming out of that year, we thought, well, I'm not sure if we can beat that year, but but sure enough, in 2022, we were able to beat that again and had a had a second record year in a row.
0: Uh, is there an easy reason for that, or how, what do you pin it to?
1: Well, uh, w- coming out of the pandemic, uh, we we saw tremendous market activity, and there was there was inc- incredible demand for all kinds of property types, uh, industrial, uh, retail, office, uh, and, and investment property, and uh, there was. We, we were able to take advantage of really strong market conditions.
0: Was that the belief all along, coming out of the pandemic, that 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 indicators would be strong and you would be able to do well, or was there some uncertainty in in 2020 and into 2021?
1: Oh, there was tremendous uncertainty. We we had no idea what was going to happen going forward. Uh, but as as we came out of the out of the uh, the, the pandemic. Uh, the shift of needs changed so much. So, in, in the, in, when we had the supply chain issues, uh, all of a sudden industrial space became uh, e- an even more demand than it was already. Uh, office space, even though we see in other parts of the country that uh, there's some significant challenge with, with office space, in Wichita, people are primarily back in the office for the most part. And what it did, it caused office tenants to relook at their space and decide uh, what they want their office space to look like going forward. Some cases, it meant downsizing, but in a lot of cases, it meant upgrading their space to to an office that they wanted to make sure to attract their employees to. Mm -hmm.
0: Think back to 2019, 2018, uh, and the way you all approached deals and got deals done. Post-pandemic, is there a change in philosophy in, in in how you do business with with companies?
1: I don't think there's a change in philosophy. I mean, it really comes down to the to the same principles that we always always work in. Now, it's always uh, our, our business is is very subject to market conditions, and we have to adjust accordingly. Um, but but really, the the practice and how we approach the deal still today remains the same.
0: Mm-hmm what is the temperature of the industry right now we, you know we hear of, of rising interest rates and maybe you would think that people want to hold off on getting business done and doing new deals what are you
1: seeing interest rates certainly cause uh, a new element of challenge to our to our business uh, what what commercial real estate buyers don't like is uncertainty and and as we're as you're going into a A property purchase or a development of any kind if you don't know what the cost is at the end of the day it's really hard to try to pro forma and pencil that pencil that deal out we've gotten into a phase where the the increases were somewhat predictable and so people were able to to work with that a little bit Um, I believe that this last interest rate raise in May is was the last for a while and so I feel like the, the stability of that is going to start uh, giving everybody uh, some uh, more comfort in in putting deals together and, and moving forward. Uh, going past that, uh, even though interest rates were were changing, that really affects the investment market quite a bit. Uh, but the but the demand for owner occupied space and lease space still remained very strong. So even through that change, we were still seeing. Uh, uh, seeing quite a bit of business.
0: Mm-hmm. On the general contracting side, I talked with Mitch Benz last week for the podcast, and he made the point that you know you see factors on the east and west coasts and it may not come to the Midwest and the Great Plains as quickly. Is that the same in commercial real estate? Or, or interest rates are interest rates, and it affects you right away, for, and possible clients right away?
1: I, I would say that's true. I mean, the, our interest rates and in, Wichita, Kansas, are are very similar to what they are on the coast. Uh, space needs are different here than what what uh, uh, space needs are in, in other markets, but but uh, uh, we we know what we're working with here, and and uh, uh, we we have a uh, so I, I don't I don't see the I don't see the coast being as influential on us as maybe what other areas are.
0: Okay. Let's talk about some of the deals that Martins is involved with and has been involved with that we've written about a lot in the Business Journal over the past years. I think the one on the industrial side that has really uh, gotten a lot of attention is the ICT 21 Industrial District. For, for folks who aren't familiar, that's at I-135 and 21st Street. It's the old Derby refining area. Uh, it's just a totally new look there. Can you talk about how Martin's got involved mm-hmm. with, with the Cornejos on that?
1: Sure, uh, that, that is a, a project that uh, pe- people laugh about how long it's taken to, to bring this to fruition. We, we started conversations on this project probably in about 2015. And at that point it was very much an idea and a thought that, hey, we could probably do this but there were so many hurdles to get over in order to bring that site to the point where it can be developed. Uh, at that time, uh, it was, uh, uh, the property was in a cleanup phase and still remains to in this day, but what we had to do is go through a process with KDHE uh, in order to get all the approvals in place to, to allow this property to be developed. Uh, it's, a, it's a tremendous success story already and, and we're just getting started on this property so we we were able to take the cornejos uh, were able to take a property that was a contaminated former refinery and and turn it into something that that is uh, something that our city can be proud of uh, you know uh, there's a tremendous need for industrial space and continues to be uh, this site lends itself really well for that use uh, we've we've finished one building there and two more are nearing completion uh two of the buildings are fully leased uh, and one building is currently still available uh we're working on a a planned travel center on the corner and what that's going to do that's a truck stop travel center right now in that whole area is tremendously underserved when it comes to Diesel fuel, there, there's a lot of industrial traffic there, and there's really nowhere for them to get the diesel fuel that they need. Uh, basic food services, if you wanna get a, a Coke or a, a sandwich, there, there's not many places you can go do that there. So we feel like adding this service to the area will really help uh, all the employees um, that are that are in that area uh, to help uh, and catch, catch traffic off the interstate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Really, as you go up and down I-135, uh, there's not many places to pull off and get gas or, or services until you're uh, on the far north end of town or the far south end of town.
0: Yeah. Give us some of the inside baseball, of, of, for those of us not in commercial real estate, that, that once you have plans for these buildings and, and Martin's is in, becomes involved, how do you go about finding tenants for those places?
1: Well, uh, that's a good question, Kirk. Uh, there There are several ways you do it. when you're when we're in the industry and we're constantly talking to whether it's other developers, constantly talking to clients, constantly talking to tenants that we're prospecting, you get a sense of who's out looking in the market. and and uh, so as you as we have properties come available through through our own connections and conversations, we try to have a, a good network of people that we're getting those spaces out in front of. In addition, uh, there's also several marketing services that we use, whether it's online services whether uh, where, where we're marketing the property, whether it's uh, through email, social media, all the various platforms that we're, we're putting that property information out to, to uh, for the people that are looking for that space can easily find it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and JTM Foods, the snack food maker, uh, is is headed that way, and mm-hmm. I think we've written that they'll, they'll be making pies by September. That's the in plan. That facility that'll yeah. be that'll be fun to watch. And then I don't know much about CNH Industrial. Can uh-huh. you tell me a little bit about them?
1: Uh, CNH Case New Holland is, okay. is the company, a very large, uh, really strong company. Already has a presence in Wichita, mm-hmm. but but required more warehouse space. Okay. Uh, they uh, so. They have a, a lot of various products and, and lines that they work in, and what this air, what that building serves for them is, is primarily warehouse space.
0: Would you like to drop any news on the on the third uh, hundred and eighty thousand <laughs> square foot building and who might be in there soon?
1: You know uh, that one's that one's been a lot of fun, so we've, we've got another one hundred and eighty thousand that's just about to finish, uh, and we've had a tremendous amount of interest in that property. Uh, so right now we're working on five or six different prospects that I think could easily fill up that space, uh, and so we're we're focused on that, and then uh, we'll uh, we're looking at how to add more space uh, as we fill that that building up.
0: You mentioned the the length the duration of this process from 2015 to 2023 to get actual tenants in there after a you know a long planning process. Uh, is it is it much easier to get that second tenant after the after the first tenant has has committed?
1: I, I really think so. Yeah, uh, nobody likes to be the first one to the party, uh, yeah. but uh, uh, but we've we've fortunately been able to, to get past that hurdle and and now that others can see yes yes this is a viable site and and uh, it, it's easier to get people to, to, to join in on the fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If if there's a more uh, Costlier project in town right now, it's, it's the Integra Technologies Project, the $1.8 billion semiconductor plant planned for Bel Air, uh, 53rd and Rock. Uh, and I know Martins is involved there. Tell, talk about your role there.
1: So that's a that's uh, some other agents in my office have worked on that, Scott Salome and Steve Martins. Right. That's been a long-time relationship that we have had. Uh, and what a tremendous company. This is one of those companies that most people in Wichita may never knew existed here um, but but they have been in the chip manufacturing world for for years and uh, what's going on lately in, in our world and and the need for chips and the Chips Act that the federal government is um, is working on ha- is allowing uh, Integra to to go through a very large expansion mm-hmm. uh, so we helped Integra on a site selection process to identify sites that would fit their needs for for this future expansion. Uh, This has been a project that's been going on for for, uh, well over a year, Uh, and it was an extensive search on and trying to fill the criteria that they needed. Uh, So right at this point, they've settled on a site in in Bel Air. Uh, It's a tremendous site that really fits their needs. Uh, they're working through the plans on that, and we're awaiting the the uh, federal government to award those funds, which we expect, uh, I believe, sometime in August.
0: Mm-hmm. A whole lot of infra- infrastructure changes headed for Bel Air. Uh, is, that, is that the kind of project that, that you all are just proud to be a pro- part of when it's such a, a big uh, investment in a, in a part of a community?
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, there's there's not many times in, in your career where you can where you can work on a project of that scale, and it's it's one of those projects that's that's a generational shift in, in our market. Uh, when you're talking about an employer of of that many jobs, uh, and something that's gonna that's gonna totally shift the development pattern of uh, of where. Uh, of where companies will be, and then the possibility of bringing in other companies that will want to join Integra in that area—it's—it's it's, uh, uh, the, the the possibilities with that are, are really amazing, and I'm really excited to see how it plays out.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned generational shift. You all had a generational shift here a few years ago when you were part of the foursome that that became. Uh, Part owners, I think, or mm-hmm. uh, majority owners, I guess. After the first, yeah, uh-huh. you and Jeff Engler, Nathan Farha, Chris Wessel, uh, and I wrote about it at the time. And I remember that I interviewed all four of you and had you talk about each other. They said you were the guy who never drops the ball.
1: <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I do remember. Well, I, I went
0: back and looked at it. Yeah. What did they mean by that? And what, how does that how does that influence your presidential role here?
1: Uh, well that's a good question. Uh my I I, tr- I believe in in leading by example. Uh I'm not going to be a president that just expects everybody else around me to work. Uh I want to be in the trenches with everybody mm-hmm. prospecting, working on deals, uh coming up with with new ideas and and how we how we move this company forward. And I, I think that's how I, I how I approach things uh, and we have a tremendous team around us uh, I'm proud of all of them and they uh, I wouldn't have it any other way
0: mm-hmm. four years into this this generational change you know Steve Martins and Tom Johnson are still around of course mm-hmm. but has there been much of a change in philosophy or a change in direction for the company
1: I wouldn't no, not really uh, but uh, you know we, we've obviously seen a a big coming out of the pandemic uh, the companies change markets change uh, so but we've we've been able to embrace that uh, we've continued with growth through the same method that we did before uh, we we have a focus on an intern program we bring interns in and uh, teach them and train them the in the business uh, some of them like like the industry and, and want to stay, uh, uh, some like decide that's probably not for them, so they, they move on to other things. But but uh, it's allowed us to continue to grow and and bring in new talent. And as we continue to invest in, in those people, I think the uh, it's starting to really pay off with the with the growth of the company.
0: You talked about interns, and, and I remember from that story, and we and just in our reporting over the years. Stan Longhofer and the Center for Real Estate at Wichita State have played an important part of, in, in all four of you owners' uh, lives and, and, and careers, um, very influential. Can you talk about commercial real estate climate in Wichita and do we have it better than a lot of places because of that, that infrastructure of, of, of building commercial real estate brokers and, and careers?
1: I really think we do it's you know it's a it's a challenging industry to to break into mm-hmm. uh, but what Stan and the school of real estate have been able to create is a is one the education uh, for, for students that are coming in but also the the network to plug students in into the industry while they're in school and after they get out of school and it's very much an apprenticeship type of business and, and uh, a business that where mentorship is extremely important, and having the access to those to those uh, individuals to 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 mentor new students, I think really helps develop the talent that we have in this market.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, it's hard to break into commercial real estate. What does it take to be a to be good in commercial real estate?
1: You know, I, I had I had a similar conversation about a week ago with an individual who was wanting to know about getting into commercial real estate and what i tell everybody and this and it surprises people is that i don't see us as salespeople. uh you know we're not gonna come with somebody with some tricky line that's going to force somebody to or trick somebody into making a uh, into making a deal we are we're problem solvers uh if a company has a space need it's a problem for them how do we solve that if uh that, that that's that's my approach, and and so it's you don't have to be a salesperson, in my opinion. That's a I think that that word carries a can carry a negative connotation. Right. Uh, but but if you approach it from a relational basis and problem solving basis, I think uh, it's a different mindset that uh, can really help people be successful in this mm-hmm. business.
0: Last question, take a look forward into the rest of 2023 and into twenty four. You mentioned that you, you hope and you think that maybe we've had our last interest rate hike. What do you see in the next 18
1: months? That's a really good question. Uh, it, it's been really hard to predict what happens in this changing market. How, however, I feel like as interest rates stable, the, I still feel like the economy is pretty strong and that companies are generally doing pretty well. Uh, so I feel like we're gonna, we're gonna come off of our highs of, 20, of 2021 and 22, and we're gonna fall into what I feel like is a normal pace for a little while. Uh, and, but I still think there's uh, plenty of good ahead for the industry and for Wichita.
0: After 2021 20, and 2022, does 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 a normal feel ever have a chance to feel scary because it's not as active?
1: You know, change is always scary, uh, but uh, it's, I, I don't feel like it's scary at all. It, you know, there's a, there's a, it's still active, don't get me wrong, but it's, the, the, the velocity of, of deals in 21 and 22 were, were a unique pace. We, we knew that that wasn't going to keep up and that wasn't the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not a market that's used to bidding wars on property. And that was that was uh, also in the residential side as well. That's not normal mm-hmm. uh, and that's not going to continue on. And so I feel like getting back into a normal market yeah uh, is probably what we're going to see going forward. Mm-hmm.
0: Well Grant, thanks for joining me. Uh, we look forward to keeping up with how Martin's keeps going and especially in some of the bigger projects you guys are working on. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you very much. Well, that's it for Biz
0: Talk with Bill Roy this week. Episode 310. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.